This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. What's going on, people? Welcome to the live match reaction show. Palace 3, Burnley 0. What a game. Oliver Glasner's first game in charge. Three goals, none conceded. And on top of that, a clean sheet, which is fantastic. I'm joined by AJ here to discuss the game and more. I'm happy. I've got lots to say. Lots to say. Of course, a 3-0 win is significant because at the end of the day, you know, we, we've been happy about Glasner coming in, saying the right things, but results mean um, a lot. But for me, the performance and the little aspects that I saw today was the significant element. But trust me, we're going to be talking about that. And more as always, if you do enjoy it, like, subscribe. Let's try to get over 200 likes. And also the lines will be open in a few minutes time where you can join in live and have your say on Glasner's first game. AJ, 3-0. Um, there was a lot of hype before the game. Everyone seemed like they were pleased with what Glasner was saying in, in the build-up to the game and his visions for the club, his philosophy. But on the pitch, we got the job done. And considering that he was only here for three to four days, it was fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, we prayed for times like this. We prayed for times like this. Oi. Yeah, I was praying. Bro, we didn't even have our full strength squad and we're playing like that. Do you know what? Yeah, the only, the only thing I'm sitting at the back of my head is thinking is don't get carried away. Don't get carried away. Fuck that. I'm getting carried away. That was clean. The vibes around the club is better. The fan base, the, the stadium atmosphere, even just on the pitch, the result, free. Oi, bro. Both emotional it's, it's like Palace, man. It's, I haven't said this all season, but it feels like Palace. It genuinely feels like Palace. It, I, I, I can't wait for the next game already. I can't wait. And you know what? It, it's not just the result, as I'm saying, it's the performances. Like, we could lose against Tottenham, but it's the intent. What Glasner could have done in the last three to four days is not create a tactical genius and make, you know, have this phase of play and that pans of play and make sure the players are on this. What, what he could install in three to four days is a mentality. And today, even in the first half, I know some people were upset. I was actually happy with how we were. Let's not forget, before Burnley even got the red card, they had zero shots on target. At the end of the game, zero shots on target. How many times have we seen this Palace side where the opposition gets a red card and some of the opposition gets better rather than us? It is the mentality. 
we didn't stop after one. We didn't stop after two. In fact, we didn't stop after three. That's the most refreshing thing. The players seemed up for it. The fans were up for it. Glasnow was up for it. And that's all that matters. It, approaching a game with the intent to win. Yes, we faced a poor burning side. But we also faced a poor burning side in the reverse fixture. But I said after the reverse fixture, after that 2-0 win, I said I was not happy. I was not happy because Burnley created a lot of chances against us. And I said that on another day, on another day in the reverse fixture, by the way, if you're just joining now, Burnley, if they did have quality plays, they could have easily beaten us. But today, no way on earth. They didn't have a single shot on target. And that goes down to the manager. After this performance, 3 0 is fantastic, but it's the performance that excites me. It's the performance, it's intent, it's the mentality. And this is only the start. There will be hurdles along the way. 100%. You think Glasgow's going to win every single game? Every single game we're going to keep a clean sheet? No. But it's the fact that we've started like this. It's been a fantastic week. And we topped it off with a 3 0 win. When's the last time we won 3 0? I can't remember. I can't remember. I can't remember most of our wins this season because it's been absolutely dreadful. But this one, it'll be memorable because we created lots of chances. We took our chances. Positive substitutions. France are coming off. Assist. Penalty one. Hamada getting opportunity in midfield. You know, these are small, small factors. Small factors that's frustrated a lot of the fan base in the past. But today we saw glimpses. It's only glimpses of the future. And that's what I'm proud about. I'm proud of this Palace side. I'm looking forward to the next game. And I can't wait. I can't wait what the future holds. And that's going to be through the downs and ups because there's 100% going to be downs. Um, but let's go through some of the comments. Um, AJ, um, but before I actually talk about the comments, today, what did you think about the first half, the second half? And also, I just want you to talk about in comparison to the reverse fixture that we face against Burnley because, as I mentioned, there's a massive difference. Even though it's 2-0 and 3-0, I thought there was a massive difference in terms of the performance leaving today Sellers Park and watching the Burnley game at Turf Moor. In terms of the, the fixture reverse, I would go on record to say it was a differential between we were playing a poor Burnley side versus this was a good Palace side that put the work in this time around. So that's how I look at the reverse fixture or the fixture in comparison to earlier on in the season. First half, we just looked different. Like We were just creating chance after chance after chance at one point, I thought he was going to score from a set piece. I wasn't like this is that's how confident I was with the performance there. And I think you was you was way crowd, too confident. I was ready. I was I was there. I was there. I'm, I'm there already, man. There. This this Glasnow guy's he's turned it on, bro. I'm telling you, this this respectful villain AJ is coming, bro, because this is what we've been waiting for. It's just the atmosphere felt different. It, it felt like everyone was up for it. The players, the coaching team, the crowd. The vibe just felt different. Um, I think with the first half, we we dominated that game. Burnley didn't look like scoring at any time soon. Even when they did score at the end, I think that was down to a very poor lapse of concentration. But then obviously got ruled out. So we'll take the clean sheet. Very, very important. And quite funny, like you mentioned earlier on, we just kept coming at them. They just had no answers. In full fairness, if, Brown, who didn't make that trust towards Lerman, he could have tapped that in the back of the net anyway. So we could have potentially had more goals there. There was plenty of opportunities. Um, and I think the encouraging thing was the substitutions coming off the bench as well. France was absolutely brilliant today when he came on. Uh, Hamada was brilliant coming on today. Even Thompson's been very competent today, which I can't believe I'm saying. So this is the beginning, man. We're not even in final form, boys and girls. So 
hopefully it can only go up from here. This is what Glasner can do for us in terms of like what 72 hours. Imagine what he can do with a, a couple of months of us. Imagine what he can do with a proper preseason. Imagine what he can do with a proper backing in terms of getting the squad standard to where he is. Look at the differential now, competent. We look with a proper right back in our squad, with a competent midfield yeah, in our team. Mitch, Mitch oh, on to them. You can, you can tell glimpses. You can tell from the the, 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 the the reason why I keep saying glimpses is because I don't think. Uh, well, I think even Glasner said himself. We've had more meetings than actual like training sessions in terms of what we want to do. Like he, he seemed like he's tried to translate his ideas with meetings and try to you know implement um, it like that because he hasn't got enough time, like three to four days, to prepare for Burnley. But you can see it with the way back. You can see it with Munoz. You can see it with Mitchell. How. You know, how further up they were up the pitch, you know, how, you know, they had the whip and that's how they tried to open up. But like, you can see what we're trying to do. And I think it's only going to get better once you implement his, once he implements his ideas on the training pitch. Once we have more games, once he discovers, you know, each player's pros and, you know, pros and, uh, pros and cons. And these are, these are small things that's going to only happen over time. But today you saw what he wants to do. Look, um, Mateta was on the pitch. Edward was on the pitch. Francis came on. He was fantastic. Um, Walton, I think, you know, he had to sub him off because of the yellow card, which was sensible um, because you don't want him to get another red card. But uh, the thing is, he subbed off Walton. You bring on Hamada. And Hamada, you know, he didn't look out of place. That was a positive sub. It's, it's not a sub of subbing off Walton, let's go more defensive. No. Yes, we could have potentially conceded a goal. And I would have been very annoyed if we did concede a goal because that was going to be the only shot on target that they had. But thankfully, it was offside. So that, you know, there's no ways about it. It was offside. So we didn't end up conceding that goal. But you have to remember, like, we were... I know the Everton game was an improvement as well. But before the Everton game, we were leaking goals. We couldn't score goals. We have to start somewhere. And the fact that it's his first game in charge... And yes, it's against Burnley. Yes, I get that. But the fact that we kept the clean sheet is something to build on. It gives you that confidence because last-minute goals has been an issue for Palace. I mean, if we did actually, you know, end up conceding that goal that was overruled by VAR... There could have been a few things in the players in the back of players' heads, like oh, another last minute goal conceded, even though we won three, you know, three one. It would have been three one, um, but now we don't have that problem because we did keep the clean sheet. There wasn't any last minute goals conceded, and there weren't any goals from set pieces conceded as well. So these are small margins that's going to make a big impact in the long run. But I'm not saying we're going to keep a clean sheet every single game because that's not realistic. But defensively, with the five at the back, we did look solid, and not only that, it's five at the back, but we did have a game plan to attack the team. It wasn't just five by the back to sit back. We had a game plan to go and hurt them in different ways, which we did do at the end of it. And that's why we won 3-0. But look, let's bring on the guests. Um, let's bring on Henry first. If you do want to join us, click on the pinned comment. You can join us live to have your say on the game um, as well. And I'll be going through comments as usual. Uh, let's bring on Henry. Henry, hey, uh, the Red and Blue Army. Oh, uh, first game in charge, 3-0. What do you make of it? Oh, man. Absolutely delighted. Um, you know what? That was just that was just what we needed, wasn't it? I mean, today that was an absolutely fantastic all-round team performance. I thought every one of the players did themselves proud. I pretty much agree with everything that AJ just said there. I think you could tell there was a definite difference today in terms of the crowd. They were well up for it. Um, you could just ch- tell that that we needed that manager change to just breathe some new life into us. And the players reflected that in their performance. They were rejuvenated. Um, I mean, I thought the first half was a very scrappy game, to be honest. I thought there was a lot of... I, I was thinking to myself in the first half, 
there's about 50% of this game is just the ball is in the air. Um, and the rest of it was seemed like it was just midfield battles. Burnley seemed to be very limited in what they could offer attacking wise. Um, you know, um, and they, they were only really a threat from set pieces. But, you know, and set pieces is, is our Achilles heel. But, you know, it is Burnley, don't get me wrong. But you can only defend a, a, on, you know, you can only defend what's what's in front of you. And I thought we defended set pieces very well. I, I, I highlighted that as an area to to um, to be better in after the Everton game. I thought we were, we were very good at defending set pieces today. And on the other end of the pitch, I thought we were a real threat from set pieces as well. I mean, blimey, we nearly scored from a couple of corners today. It was it was it was nearly that good. Um, Mateta, bloody hell, that that centre back. What was his name? Ed, I can't. Remember, it was a French guy. It began with an E. I can't remember his name. Um, he was pulling his shirt so much, and Mateta, you could tell he was way stronger than that lad. And he was he was holding the ball up, linking the play, and he was a real threat. And the only way that Burnley could stop him, really, was to grab hold of his shirt and pull him down. Um, but I thought him and Edward, that that combination is looking really good for us. And hopefully, you know, in the future, if they can both stay fit, that can that can continue. Um, you know, that can continue to be dangerous for us. But mm. yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just so I'm just so glad. I mean, this is what you can get from a high pedigree manager. You know, I thought not just the difference in energy today, but tactically. I mean, Ward as a centre-back, he, he, I think he's a, he's a different player as a centre-back. He's, he's basically a centre-back. We basically played a back three with Mitchell and Munoz acting as win-backs effectively. And that, mm. what that did is it, it just, it gave us a solid foundation from the defence and we could build on that and we could, we could get forward on the wings from Mitchell on the wing and from Munoz. And both of them on them flanks gave us opportunities to really pose, pose problems. And, the, you know, with the likes of Wharton linking up with Ayu and, and Munoz, I mean, it was just, it's, it's, it's just such, I can't believe it's the same team, honestly. I can't believe yeah. it. It's, it's, it's like we're a different team from, from, from the Chelsea game and from, yeah, from from the Chelsea game. Um, just, just a quick one, Henry. Sorry, I did. Just a quick one, Henry. You did mention about the Edward Mateta link up, which I'm sitting on the fence a little bit on because I'm still I was a bit 50-50 on Edward a bit today. But hear me out. With Eze and Elise potentially getting themselves fitted back into the team, do you actually think and potentially even France are now that I'm seeing bits? Yeah. Do you not believe that we realistically should be sacrificing Edward in that equation? No, yeah, I agree with you. To be fair, um, I think if Eze and, and Ebbs, you know, if Ebbs and Elise get back in the team, I think they 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 need they've earned their place in this team. Uh, and I know Glasner has been watching Palace games as well, so he knows how well that they th- those two have been played. Um, I, I I just think that those two can be a threat regardless of Ebbs or Elise, because now we can actually, if we actually, if Glasner's going to show some actual tactical nous about him, then he's not just going to play Ebbs and Elise. He's also going to, like, he's not just going to play, you know, players. He's, he's going to make changes, is what, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. Um, it's, it's that, that, that's just really encouraging to know. But, I mean, 
also a, a big difference I, I saw today. Anderson, he was pinging the balls like he used to do. Yeah, I mean, diagonals, yeah. Those the wing diagonals, back, yeah. You know, those, yeah. those diagonals. I mean, what a, what brilliant that was. And then you got Lerma as well, who was, who was basically doing the same thing. And like, like AJ said, this isn't even our full-strength team. Now, obviously, don't get me wrong, I'm not getting carried away. Burnley are a poor team. They've only got 13 points this season. Let's remember that. Mm. But, but today, we did what we needed to do. We needed the three points. And now, it just gives us a lot more hope for that. I mean, I'm not expecting much from the Tottenham game, but I'm a hell of a lot more confident than I was, that, than I would have been, you know, if, mm. if Roy was still here. So Yeah. Yeah, how I see it, Henry, is I, I look at it a few ways. So Burnley's a poor side, yes, but we faced Burnley in the previous in the previous side, and uh, you know, and yeah. we, we did beat them two 0 But yeah. I, yeah, I remember, I remember coming on here after that two 0 win, saying I'm yeah. not happy with that two 0 win because the performance exactly. isn't good enough. Like we struggled, like, we struggled, and Burnley's poor quality is a reason why we didn't. You know, is a is yeah. a reason they, why we won that game because they just yeah. didn't finish the chances. When, they, I, when, I, was, when I look at this game, in this game, Burnley didn't even have a one shot on target. And we, that is in freedom we, when they had eleven players on yeah. the pitch. Some people may say they had ten men. No, they didn't even they, have. They didn't have no chances when when no. they had everyone on the pitch. So there was a difference there. Do look at look at the way we started at Turf Moor in yeah. comparison to Tellers Park. Turf Moor, yeah. they were attacking us. They were destroying us. They were great chances. Massive we were very difference. Lucky. I mean, today we earned that victory. We earned it at Turf Moor. Both same. Both teams were rubbish, and they gifted us a couple of goals. That was it, and that was the reason why we were like. Oh yeah, we've won, but it's very you know we play crap. But today, we were we were one hundred percent the better team, and you know it's just it's just it's just great to see. It's just it's just great to mm. see. You know it's it's yeah. It's it's just we need we we needed this. We we really really, really needed this. And uh, yeah, I don't know. No, I just want to ask you a question. There's a there's a super chat here from Sergeant. Uh, Bash, uh, thank you for your super chat. He says Munoz, man of the match for me. Great signing. What do you make of Munoz today? It seems like he's yeah. going to exactly fit the system. You know what? It's such a breath of fresh air to have a right back who does overlapping. <laughs> you know how long it's been since we had a right back that does overlapping runs. Like, mm. you know, it it just it just makes you think, doesn't it? If we could have got that right back in a couple of years ago or something, you know, we we might have. But that's in the past now. But I mean, mm. you know. It's it's Love. a great it's it's a great start it's a great start, um, you know he's only had a few days on the, on the training ground, but yeah, yeah. eight points clear. I, I think we're eight points clear now, are we? If, yeah, if, right now as it stands, we're thirteenth because City just scored as well, so we're above Bournemouth, um, which is kind of crazy. Goal. I don't know how we're above Bournemouth when there's been so much hype about Bournemouth, uh, but yeah, it, it, it <laughs> is it is a good position to be in. But Henry, but, look, thank you for coming on. Uh, I'm a very happy Palace fan tonight, lads. But cheers. I mean, everyone. we all are. We all are. I don't yeah. know if, if anyone is. If if anyone's unhappy with, with today, then I guess I don't know if Sporting Palace is for you because I mean, yeah. we just want free nil. Uh, but look, thank you, thank you for coming on, Henry. Love, uh, love, love. You soon. Cheers, Henry. Love everyone, cheers, mate. All I'm going to say is when Belize is fit and it's him and uh, Munoz on that right side, it's over. It's over. Well, be, that's that's the thing. That's why I wanted a new right back because I, I just think about Elise. I'm thinking about if Elise tucks in and you have Munoz overlapping, just good luck trying to stop that. Like you can't just send one player on each. Like if you if you if you want to put Elise on a one on one position, then fair enough. But that's what teams are going to have to do, or they're going to have to send like you know three to 
four players and then there will be spaces open elsewhere on the pitch. But Munoz and Elise, I can't wait for that. The only hard, the only annoying thing is, it's probably going to take a while before we do see that. But still, still, um, it's there and hopefully it does happen um, relatively soon. Let's bring on uh, Tim next. Tim, 3-0 win. Um, oh my, what is this feeling? What is this feeling? I can't even I believe it. I haven't felt in a while. I haven't felt in a while. So I, oh. I, don't you that. I don't know. What time to be alive? How does it feel? How does it feel, Tim? How does it feel? It's oh, it's know. amazing, man. I haven't you felt this. Also, um, the it's just everyone. You can see the mood. Like everyone seems very happy once after a long while. I'm telling you, I was with so Jason in the chat said he was pacing around wearing out the, the floor like before the match. That was me too, man. I, I was I was very nervous. I knew he had a real good shot at, at this match, but I it's three must needed points. And I was so happy. I mean, I I can't even describe like the joy, relief, belief finally but let me just quickly see i have other comments to make but put some respect on the name of my american compatriot chris richards man that goal come on i don't what a goal what a goal what a goal he was i'm sorry i'm totally that's my that's my american bias and, moment. And, we tried, and we tried a lot of crosses in the game though tim even then yeah i know that was our approach today, you know, to try to hurt them from crosses, and it did work. It did work. Chris yeah. Richards, um, once again playing defense, um, another solid game from him. Uh, it's going to be, well, I think it's going to be pretty. Um, sh- well, I don't know if it's going to be straightforward because you know he kept the clean sheet today. But when Gay he's back, I think you see who is going to be playing in that back three now. Um, with Richards yeah. earning his chance, I think Wardy wasn't too bad either. Wardy is fantastic. He's he is. I think I would rather. For the the summer, I would rather say thank you to James Tompkins and let him go and let the experienced backup center back be Joel Ward. I think that would be fantastic on on one season as a center back, not as a right back. He ain't that, but as a center back, I do like him coming coming off the bench. And if if tomorrow. Um, not tomorrow, next week against Tottenham, if Anderson is in fact hurt, I don't want us doing, um, what we have been doing, which is being reckless with our, our players. I would rather see Glasner play back four. And I think you could play Wardy in one of the center back spots, Richards in the other play back four and just be as solid and as progressive as you possibly can in that game. Still go for it. But get everybody ready for Luton. That's the other six pointer. Those are the guys you got to bury. Like so, I mean, no, I thought Richards was good, but I I agree with everybody else. Like if it weren't for the IU goal, um, and just his overall play, and just JP, God bless J- John Philippe Mateta. I'm actually excited about JP. Um, on the, oh, on that the guy table. is awesome. He has really come. Has he not? St- I like. I think we were we all wondering that was his performance like a window performance. You know, he's like window shopping. Get me out of here. I show show me what I show you what I can do. And that hasn't happened. He's kept going and he's 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 getting better. He's getting better. What's happening? Mm, yeah. Actually, yeah, you know, Tim, yeah. On the uh, on the Mateta thing, I think he's gonna go down in folklore. Very similar to Jordan Ayew. 
And what I mean by that is they're not the same player. They don't play the same. But hell, they won't even get you more than five goals a season. But when they do turn up, or more importantly, what they will give you every game is they'll bust the gut for you. They'll run, they'll put the passion in, they'll put the work in, and they'll just keep going and going. And as long as I've always been associated with Crystal Crystal Palace Football Club, we will always appreciate that. Yeah, he's never going to score 15 goals a season, but you know what? When he does, he does score, and he scores iconic goals. And one thing you will have to admit is he will bust his butt every single game, and we will appreciate it for it while he is still here. I mean, that's a crystal. I For me, AJ, I love that. I think that's exactly right. For me, that is a Crystal Palace player. Like, that's what I love about Palace. What we love is the player that will go out, fight for the shirt. We know that they're not, There's we are where we are, but we have players who come in and just give it all for the shirt. And we love those players. We love them. And he is shaping, I think that's exactly right. He is shaping up to be that kind of player. But another one who fits that mold today, I mean, Daniel Munoz, yet again, I I am loving that guy. I am loving that we are able to play one-two with IU and him just busting a gut. That was great. That's so fun to watch, D. Um, And I agree with you. (laughs) When Elise comes back, and we have that guy running into space again. Look out. I mean, I, we have people. D, we have people running into the box. We have people yeah, actually yeah. running into the box. It sounds basic, but it, these are small things that weren't happening before. They Unbelievable. I am so, so thrilled, so full of pride with this team today. Um, I thought it was great. And then I agree with the other shout-outs for – for France, it was nice. It's it's interesting. I wonder what both of you think. Um, and this is credit to um, to JC and Dan at at Eagle Eyed Football for pointing this out. In Glasner's three four two one, the two behind the striker tend to play in kind of more of a number ten role. And it did look like when Ahamada came on, he's coming in centrally and drifting out, and he looked he looked pretty good. He looked pretty good coming on, showing some quality, snaps the shot off, and Franza looked terrific. One that penalty assist. Is one assist. Um, Tim, Brilliant. for me, what it is with Franza is that he needs to build confidence. I, I don't think he had a, he had the confidence under the previous regime. He didn't really play as much. And, of course, there were a few comments made Absolutely. as well towards him. And today, I mean, when he came on, that's going to even cause more of a headache uh, for Glasnow yeah. in a good way. But assist. Uh, won the penalty. I don't know if you saw yep. it on TV, but he wanted yeah. to take the penalty. Mateta said no. Uh, like he, I was going to mention that actually. Is that Did anyone like, notice when he when he won the penalty? He he was asking for the ball, and I was like, yeah, yeah. I like. It. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, he was the ball. Yeah, yeah. I spoke with him. Lerma spoke with him. He said, yeah, I, I, I don't know what they said, but it was kind of like, don't worry, your chance will come. But like yeah. all these uh, the professionals, the experienced players, you know, spoke with him, said, you know, just just wait for now. But all of this is positive. All of this is positive. You it want to have that confidence yeah. to take that penalty. But um, Tim, quickly, just on France, so what do you think happens from here onwards? Because today he genuinely looked very exciting when he came on. I agree with um, and I can't remember who said it. Maybe maybe it was AJ that you said this. It's like there's Eddie. I think there's a lot of rightful pressure on Eddie to step up his game now because for me 
um, at Tottenham, I don't know why you don't start Franca alongside IU behind JP. Why not? He's got pace. He's he's raw, but he's. I think he gives you what he showed today. Is he might give you a little bit more than than what Eddie gives. What Eddie gives, and I'll give him credit on this. He um he is one of the better set piece defenders we have in there, which is pretty interesting. He gets up and he gets those clearances out. He actually did pretty well a couple of times, but that's not what we're paying a striker for. So, you know, um, to be up up on the other side of the pitch, but we've been struggling with set pieces, but uh, there's a question here just quickly. And then we're going to, there's uh, yep. Guess yeah, right. you got some people that got to okay. get on here. Uh, but uh, what was a question? Let me just find it. It's a very good question here. It's from Andy. He says, can you see um, where a world where France, Ezia, Elisa all play together? I'll be honest. I don't know. I don't know how it would work in the system, all three of them playing together. But um, Tim? Well, think? let me try this on for size. Not as a starting unit, but can you see, because he's played there before, could you see France come in as an impact sub, play striker in front of Elise and, and Eze. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I still like JP there because of the, the brilliance of his holdup play. So I don't really know. But, I mean, could you have, if you decide to go to a back four and and get rid of the back three, if you want to change up your system, then sure, France can fit in a in a back four system however you want to set it up but yeah i i I don't see that happening on a consistent basis but then again if we sell elise in the summer which seems like a real possibility then suddenly that that question becomes less relevant but i mean look i'm not even thinking about that right now i'm gonna get out of the way so other people can come in i just it's so refreshing to enjoy palace it's been so long it's been even like so a palace long. win. I don't like even when we beat Sheffield United. I, I'll be honest. I was not. I was. I was more like frustrated after the win because of the performance and what was yeah. happening. But it's this time. Like I'm genuinely happy with a Palace win. We performed well. We scored three goals. Kept the clean sheet. Um, we didn't allow Burnley to have any chances despite them having ten men, which we've struggled with in the past. And everything's positive. Like there isn't yeah. anything negative for me to really say. If we did concede that goal, I would have been upset because I, I would have. You know, I don't yeah. think Burnley deserved to score a goal because we've been solid defensively all game yeah. long. But yeah, it's fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, um, but look, absolutely great having you on. Hopefully, catch up. Always going to be more of a difficult task. But Glasner was there to watch Tottenham. A, I think last weekend. So he's done a bit of his homework already. So let's see what he yeah. can do. Oh, yeah, training. come on, man, up the palace. Let's go. Let's go up the palace. Hell yeah! All right. See you later. If you're enjoying the stream, make sure to leave a like and subscribe, people. It takes a second of your time and helps us out massively. Let's try to reach 5,000 subscribers, which is a very, um, it's, it's going to be a milestone, but we're slowly getting there. So thanks to every single one of you for your support. Um, let's see the next guest who's been waiting for a while. Uh, ah, he's, he's left. Uh, let's bring on um, Dan uh, next. Dan, how you doing? Yeah, all good, buddy. All good yourself, mate? Yeah, yeah. I mean, after that, I can't really be disappointed, can you? I mean, 3 no win, clean sheet. I know it was against Burnley, but that's what you wanted, right? Mate, mate. Yeah, I called that. I said that to you 
this. I said that to you in the last 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 three minute. I said three 0 but I said Mateo Hattrick, but nah, <laughs> he got one. He got one of them. So yeah, but um, Hattrick, nah, yeah. it's so good. It's so, it's so good to it's so good to just watch watch like decent football at last. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, we you know we we got we got to just push on forward now. I know it's only Burnley, but at the end of the day. We got we got to just push on forward and and you know keep on creating them sort of chances because in the end you know it's it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be um it's gonna be a hard long slog but you know we'll, we'll see what happens eh? Mm, what was what was the most impressive about um with today? Of course, the three 0 wins fantastic, but was there anything that stood out for you? Yeah, the love on France's name, man. I got I got to bring that. I got to bring that to the table. You know, come on. Come on, got three assists, you know, uh, set up the two goals and obviously won the penalty. So I crossed out as an assist as well. But um, mm. yeah, like it, it was just it, it, it's just it's just entertaining to watch. You know what I mean? Like everyone, everyone to the man today done their job. It, it, it's 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 so much easier with a with a with a high class manager in charge. You know that that can drill in a bit of understanding and a bit of confidence. You know, it's so much easier. You know, and and. This this is what this is what you want to watch. This is the Premier League team, you know. This is this is this is what you pay for. This is what you want to watch, and you know it's so, it's so good and entertaining to to see and understand. Mm-hmm. Well, so uh, where do we go from here then with um, France? Uh, I, I think it's going to be a good um, headache, as I said to Tim as well, for Glasner to make a decision. But do, would you start him against Tottenham? Do you want him to still come off the bench and make an impact? Like, where do you go? I don't know. See, I'm all for the. I'm all for the. I'm all for the. I'm all for the. Like, you know, don't don't change. Don't change unnecessarily. What what needs to be changed? But mm. in saying in saying that, you, you you know, like I look I look I look I look about it, and I think, well, you know, give the boy his chance. Give the boy his chance. He's just showing you what he can do. He's just showing you what he can do. All right, fair play to Burnley, and you know, but. At the end of the day, you know, against more experienced defenders, what's he what's he going to be like? And and I think I think the boy I think the boy if you give him if you give him time if you give him time and show and put an arm around him and say to him say to him that you love him and you know go out and do your thing, then I feel I feel that that's a step in the right direction. Mm, mm. Uh, so Dan, what do you reckon? Should should France have been given the penalty to take? I I I would have liked to see that. To be fair, he went, he wanted the ball. He was tapping. He was tapping Mateo, and like Mateo was just like, nah, uh-uh, you ain't having that, brother. You ain't having that. That's mine all day long. <laughs> yeah, Mateo was never giving that away. He's never giving that away. He wanted he wanted that goal. He wanted that goal. Of course he would. Course I love. He would. I love. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. 
let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The, I love the little stadium announcement afterwards as well. They're going on boom, 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 boom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? like, the whole place, the whole place was rocking. It was rocking, man. Even, even, even Glasner's comments after the game. I'll read them out. Um, in, in, in a while, but it was it was it's just fantastic. It just feels fantastic right now. But the job is not done yet. But Dan, based on it's it's only one game, but based on what you've seen today and where we stand right now in the Premier League, um, with the with the relegation fight, um, does today give you a bit more confidence? Getting you know points over Burnley and three 0 win, or you still want to see? Yeah, a bit we more? got we got we got to beat we got to beat what's we got to beat what relatively we should be. You know what I mean? We got to be realistic. We got to be realistic as such. You know, uh, Luton. You know, I feel we should be beating Nottingham Forest as well. You know, I feel we should be beating. You know, maybe Tottenham. All right, fair enough. Tottenham are decent on their day, but we don't have a we don't have a great record down there. You know, like there there is teams there is teams that there is teams left to play out there that we should be beating, and we should be comfortable. We should be comfortable. We shouldn't even be talking about relegation, but. It's, it's Crystal Palace, you know what I mean? One the one week, one week we're up and one week we're down. You know what I mean? And and at the end of the at the end of the day though, but I, I from the two games that I've seen, mate, this this looks this looks unbelievable. This is the, some of the best football I've ever seen us play. You know, and I've been supporting the club since 1990, 1990 You know what I mean? And and I honestly swear this is some of the best football I've ever seen. Mm, yeah, that's the the fact that you've been watching past for that long. That that says it all, and it's only the start. It's only the start. So let's see what happens. But look, um, Dan, thank you for coming on. Um, and hopefully we'll catch up with you after the Tottenham game. Yeah, peace, man. Take care of yourselves. Yeah, good Take to care, see you. Good, Dan. That was great speaking to Dan there. Just quickly before we bring on the next guest, uh, let's uh, quickly read the super chat from Daniel. Uh, thank you once again for your super chat. Uh, JPM has been hitting the weight room. Munoz never gets tired. He's a beast. Up the palace. Shout out Chris Richards. France needs to start the next match. Fellas, early prediction against Spurs. I'm 2-1 Palace. Thank you once again, Daniel, for your super chat. Really appreciate it. JP, yes, he's been fantastic for us. Um, it's... it's it, under Roy, like I'm not going to take that away. Even under Roy, there's been improvements on in JP Munoz. I think we're going to see the best out of him here. But AJ, just early quick predictions. I know we'll do match review against Tottenham based on what you've seen today. I don't want to get carried away. This is the danger. Um, I'll take a draw. I'll take a draw. Yeah, as it stands now. Give me, let me sleep on it. Let me sleep on it. But if I was asked under the head right now, it's a way at Spurs. I'd, I'd happily take a draw. To be fair. Mm, mm, mm. Look, Daniel, thank you once again for your super chat. Really appreciate it. And if you want to support the channel, um, you can either like, subscribe, people. That helps us massively as well. The community is growing just quickly. I mean, I remember the times a bit off topic, but I remember times there was about like 20 people in here when we first started doing this. And now there's over 200 people, people calling in, loads of comments. So it's been fantastic, honestly. It's always a pl- pleasure. Well, I mean, pleasure talking to all you lot, but um, this season, for the majority of the season, it's been very hard to do some of these shows after some of the performance and results that we've had. But yeah, thanks to every single one of you. Really appreciate you all, as always. Um, so let's see the running order. Is Ronnie here? Ronnie's not here. Uh, let's bring on Luke next. Luke, it's been a while. It's been a while. But look, 3-0 Palace. Um, you must be pleased with that. We looked very direct today. The formation change and um, the way that we're going forward all the time looking for opportunities to look to get a shot on goal like we haven't had that in a while so mm. i'm happy to, to see like just the changes in formation it's just it looks so much better today 
like when we had Roy, it's like every time when we look to go forward, it's like it didn't work. But today, we when we look to go forward, it it is working. What are you saying, Luke? Yeah. Do you reckon the atmosphere helped with that today? Because I'm, I'm going to be honest, man, it was different vibes, different vibes. No, it, it definitely helped one bit. Like, and also, I think the manager looked so the touch, like that helps as well. Like, mm. if you have a manager that's just pointing, like, go there, go. It helps. So yeah. He was very active on the touchline. I, I noticed that today. And just quickly, for those who don't go to the game, they might not know small things like this, but even before France and Hamada came on, I was looking at the bench and you could see, like, they, of course, they got they got instructions, but it's like paper after paper. They're just going. And was, the coaching staff was speaking to both of them for, like, three to four minutes, explaining, I think, literally everything that they need to do in position, out position, I assume. And, and like, it just seemed like there was way more detail put on, even towards the subs in terms of what they have to do. And you can see when Francis came on, he got an assist, um, won a penalty and out of position. He was solid. He knew when to press. He knew not when to press. In possession, he knew what to do. Hamada similar. And yeah. I don't know if that's a coincidence. Like you just, you just look at the small margins that can make a big impact. And even the instructions, the way that, you know, they weren't, I've seen it with the previous regime. You just, the players come after warming up, quickly get changed. Of course, a few words being said, but today I, it just, Seemed a bit different. It took way longer, and you could see that the the coaching staff was talking to both of the subs for a while before they actually came on the pitch, um, which was refreshing as well. But Luke, look, three 0 win against Burnley. He's only been here what um, less than a week, and he hasn't had that many training sessions. What impressed you the most with this with this win? The wing backs, the mm. wing backs, probably key to our um, win today. Uh, Munoz and Mitchell. I think mean, not a lot of people are paying enough attention to Mitchell. I think he looks much better going forward. Like where before he got in those positions and it's like he didn't know what to do. But now he looks much better going forward and he looks much better defensively as well. Mm. Yeah, he does. What about Mitchell? I, I'm excited about Mitchell as well because I if it was a wing back system, we haven't really seen him in that in that role before for Palace and Today, like even when you look at his energy, even in ninety, even in like the hundredth minute, like he's just running yeah. up and down. He seems up for it, and I think Glasner impact on Mitchell is one to watch because I think Mitchell could up his level um, with with you know with coaching uh, from from this unit that we've got. Yeah, definitely, and also what's in uh, Walton? He mm. he, had awesome. one, he had one of his bad games today. He, mm. he was a, he was a bit rash in these challenges. Like he got a yellow card. I think that's why Glasner brought him off because he had he was on a yellow. Uh, but overall, passing looks really good. If you can get, I just imagine a team of Eze and Elisa in that team. Jeez, game over. Yeah. Exactly, exactly, exactly. That's when things get a bit more juicy. But then again, Luke, I don't know about you. I was okay with. Well, we know Elise didn't have a chance for this game, but I was okay with Eze and Gay sitting out because we've seen yeah. it in the park, we've rushed them back, and I was fine. I know he's against Burnley, I know it's a massive game, but I just want us to take our time with you know all the players that's out injured because it's, it seems like the, the the more that we rush them, the, the, the quicker they get injured. So it's, it's pretty much pointless. They're, play, they're here for one game or not. And today, it, it seemed like Eze, you know, he has been training, but Glasner decided not to have him in the squad. Gay, he, you know, he said it in his pretty much interview that. Rehab is going well, so it's touch and go. Clearly, we didn't want to take the risk. It, it seemed like 50-50, and Glasner said, you know what? 
we're going to sit them out, which is also positive as well because we've got to win against Burnley, extra rest for Eze and Gehi, and hopefully they'll be back for the Tottenham game. But, you know, even even that, it, it's, it's good to see that the fact that we're not rushing these players back, which yeah. in, in in the previous case, it seemed like we were. Do you mean, but you know, it's a good thing with that. Sorry, D. The only good thing with that is it's set precedent for the team in terms of you have to earn your place. Just because there is an Elise doesn't mean that they can walk straight back into the team all of a sudden now that we're winning. Yes, Tottenham's going to be a harder game. And yes, Burnley are pretty much in dire situations. But I would debate if we played like that against a lot of that Premier League teams, we probably would have got a result of it anyway, regardless of Elise and Eze. So maybe it gives them something to play, think about in terms of maybe hey, your place is not guaranteed. I'm a new coach. I don't know you from Adam. So that could work to our favour. bring them back for the, for the game? If Gehi and Eze is fit for the Tottenham game, would you not have them starting? So then based on today's performance, not in a, it, in a logical way, yes, but I would almost debate that well, if X so-and-so players play excellent today, why would you drop them? You see what I'm saying? What about you, Luke? What do you think about that situation, about Eze and Gehi? Would you bring them straight away into the side? Uh, no, I, I think if the, if the team is winning, then keep it as it is. So, but uh, I want to see Gahey probably in this formation. I think he he will do wonders in this formation in the free back. Yeah, yeah. You see, just, you see, with the defenders pushing towards the midfield and carrying the ball, that's what um, Glasnow wants to do. I mean, Gahey is that player. Like he's so confident on the ball. We've seen him in the past, literally running past midfielders and. Uh, and opposition defenders, and you can literally run all the way up the pitch. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how um, how much we improve when Gehi's back into the side. Well, look, Luke, we got Tottenham coming up. Uh, we've got a bit more a bit more you know work to be done with, with training, um, which uh, Glasner will have uh, more time than he had before the Burnley game. But how are you feeling towards that game after seeing seeing the three 0 win today? Are you a bit more confident, or is it still? No, hit and miss. It's Tottenham. It's going to be difficult, regardless. How are you feeling? I think it's Tottenham away. We haven't as good. We have not had a good record up there. Uh, mm. But I'll take a draw right now. So mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred. I'll, I'll take a draw as well. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. But look, Luke. Thank you for coming on. Always a pleasure talking to you. Hopefully, we'll catch up with you again soon. Up the palace. Up the palace. Up the palace. Take care. Okay, if you're enjoying the stream, there's over 250 of you here. If you can hit the like button, that would be much appreciated, people. And if you want to join us live, just like Luke did and all the other guests today, you can click on the pinned comment to join us live and have your say on the game. Let's bring on Bollocks next. Bollocks, you back from Tunisia? Gentlemen, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, we're good, we're good. Um, how you wait, doing? wait, wait, wait. Hang on. The most important, wait, the most important thing, the question is, have you recovered yet, mate? No, not my age. <laughs> I'm almost there. No, no, I'm almost there. But, it must have uh, helped the no, no. performance and the result. It, with, with the recovery. Sorry? It must have helped the Yeah, I don't know why I've gone blue in this, but um, I don't feel yeah, that Yeah, exactly. Bad, I'm wondering, like, what's going on? <laughs> um, but no, it was, it was good to see. Uh, we, it was a 10-man Burnley, and the ref did help us a lot because Wharton could have gone. I had VAR call at the end for their goal. Just give them a fucking goal. Like, Johnston was never going to get that, but... It's all minor stuff. Um, and Bernie fought quite hard, but they're clearly lacking quality. As for us, it was a um, good game to get a manager changed over, to get bedded in. And uh, yeah, everyone about the wing-backs is, is spot on. Uh, we do kind of forget Mitchell. He's playing a different role now. Get up and down the flank. But there's little things that just change, like Anderson making the most of a foul, Mette making the most of a foul to make sure they got booked. 
just a little thing to show that there's a little bit of edge coming back, a little bit of not so much uh, shithousery or anything beyond the limits, but just being competitive. And it's good to see that again, that beforehand we would have been a bit more placid, a bit more, um, what's the word? Uh, I forgot a couple of words, but anyway, um, it was it was good again to see, like I did a bit, we saw a few signs of it in our last game under Paddy, but just the realisation that our other forwards and other players can run beyond Mateta or look for a flick on or get out wide and just, yeah, we see Munoz in the right place at the right time. It was good to see. So a nice way to spend the afternoon. It'd be much tougher challenges than that. And um, I honestly just thought I gave that VAR review on a TV just to help out the ref as his first, you know, as a youngster one. So I think they're just trying to get him used to it. But at that point, the game had gone. But no, it's, it's good to see. And it's uh, especially for those who stick holders that go every week who have suffered a long time. Uh, I hope they enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I definitely enjoyed it today. I'll tell you that. It's probably the most enjoyable game I've seen um, so far this season, despite it being against Burnley. Um, but when you look at the the lineup, the, the team that we played, and, um, you know, there were no changes from the Everton game. Looking ahead now against Tottenham, I mean, what do you do? You beat Burnley 3-0. You picked up a point against Everton away from home, which Everton, I think, drew with Brighton today. So they're not an awful side. Um, like, maybe Sheffield United or Burnley are in terms of struggling. What did you feel, Glasner? He seemed, he was, by the way, he was well up for it. After the goals, just seeing the celebration, it was just refreshing. Like, he just, he's, he's excited. You can see his passion as well for the side. Uh, um, it's a different, obviously a different challenge completely. Uh, and if, um, if Wolves can go there and cause an upset and cause a mischief, we can. But I think there'd be a lot more goals than when we normally go there. It won't be a 1-0. The way that they attack and they, they can't defend. We're hopefully going to make the most of that. Um, but we've got to show a bit more discipline. Players like Water now have to get used to the pace of it all and being a bit more uh, sticking to orders because uh could be a lot of shadow chasing. People like Richardson were making late runs into the box. Who's that bloke who played for Forrest on the wing? Uh, Johnson, that. Loads of pace score law. So we've got to be careful. But it's nice to go to there thinking we might actually give him a game. We might try. We're not just going to surrender and allow inevitable. And uh, and then, as you say, the loot, the loot one, that's the big one, win that. And um, we're over that 30-point bracket and pretty much on our home straight, especially with those uh, point deductions coming in, hopefully, for the other two. Yeah. When you look at the fixture list, we've got Tottenham, we've got Luton. Um, for you, how many points do you think we need in the next, um, even next two fixtures for you to be like, all right, we're still heading in, in the right step? Like, realistically, I guess against Tottenham, not many people are expecting uh, points, but um, is it three points? Is it one point? Like, how many more do you need? Because it's been a, a nice, nice two games now against Everton and Burnley. Something to kick on. And I think avoid defeat against Luton. But if you look at Fulham, you look at Bournemouth. They had those little runs. I think Fulham won a couple of games five nil. Bournemouth went on a crazy run of away games, including against us. That was all it takes. Just like four or five games without a loss, um, and a couple of wins in it, and then you're pretty much home and hose. So. It's a shame that we're at this point of the season again looking for survival. But um, I suppose we have to focus again on next year. Um, that's the worry with Glasgow's contract as well. If he does too well, it won't be hard to prize him off us for a year's compensation. I do wonder, like, we gave Roy a year, which was quite unusual for this division, but to only give a new manager just over two years is also a little concerning. Um, if it goes wrong, I suppose it makes it easier to drop him. But yeah, I'm concerned like that, yeah. the rain yeah. on 
contract, so it's, but we'll see um, if he impresses, I suppose, we extend it before anyone comes looking mm-hmm. to poach, yeah. hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, today was a great start. Um, let's hope it continues. And of course, it's not it's not like it's only one game. It's not like we won a cup final. There's still so many games to be played. Next up, Tottenham. And hopefully we make improvements from this game, even from this game. Like, I don't know, like maybe if Gay comes back, Eze comes back, there's still improvement to the whole side because we've got better depth now. So hopefully we just build on, build on and look forward and look up the table rather than down. But right now, as it stands, I believe we're 13th uh, with Man City beating uh, Bournemouth. Which is kind of crazy. I mean, there's there's so many other teams involved then in the relegation battle. It's not just us. Um, but yeah, so let's see what happens there. But look, great having you on. Um, hopefully we'll catch enjoy. up with you after the Tottenham game. Cool. Enjoy match today. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, if you want to call into the show, make sure to um join us via the pin comment. Um, if you're enjoying it, like, subscribe, people. Let's bring on Nick. Nick, hey. How you doing? it was uh, I don't know. Nick just relegated you, AJ. I don't know why he just pushed you down there, but I don't know what happened with the camera angles. But Nick, <laughs> just Nick powers are, are unwritten, mate. There's, you can't mess with a man like that. <laughs> you push down the table. Yeah, they um, couldn't have two people with all jobs behind him on the top shelf. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. That's what I had. That's why exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Nick, he was hey. there today at the game. Uh, 3 0 win. Um, you was yeah. happy leaving the ground. Um, so was you, mate. You. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was late again, but you know, I didn't miss seven much minutes. Yeah, seven minutes. It was, it was, it was probably minutes. the latest I've been to a Palace game. Uh, but what do you make of it, Nick? Well, I don't think anybody had a bad game. I mm. think that we've seen what these people, this team, is capable of. If you get the right frame of mind in, I counted two, maybe three passes back to Sam Johnson where it was Burnley doing that. Burnley looked like we used to. They looked toothless. They didn't know what to do going forward. Uh, whereas we kind of had the ideas. I mean, that first corner where where the ball came back to Lerma and he had the shot, it, you know, within within like five minutes, we knew that the things are going to be different from now on. Now, Glasner's saying, oh, we're going to take things step by step. I'm not going to do things overnight. Um, there was a belief in that team today that I haven't seen for a long time. The communication between the players, players talking to each other, which I haven't seen, you know, all the players talking, not just one or two, everybody being a leader, which is what Koppel said way back about he wanted wanted to build a team of leaders. Um, Or maybe it was Dougie Friedman who said that. Um, Someone said it. Yeah. Yeah. The the acid test is going to be against a much better team next week. I know people have pointed out that uh, Burnley looked a lot better against Liverpool than they did for us. But we definitely had the new manager bounce there. And, um, I mean, we always have the question, don't we? Um, How long before the manager's name is chanted? It was Tony Pulis, took three or four weeks. Even Roy Hodgson the first time round, I don't think he got a chance straight away. The game wasn't even a second old before we had uh, Oli Glasner's Red and Blue Army. So um, I think everybody's bought into it. And there was just a positivity around the ground before the game and most definitely after the game. And it's just so nice to walk away with three points and such a convincing win. And it's still being light at the end of a game. 
Yeah, we know still being light at the end of the game. And on top of that, without Eze, Gea and Elise, Nick, um, when's the last time we've scored three goals? I, I think it was against Brentford or Sheffield United, but then um, yeah. one of those players were involved. In this game, none of them were involved, which is quite significant. It was more of like a team performance. And we saw, like, tactically, we looked spot on in attack rather than relying okay, on the what do you make of uh, Riederal being bumped from the bench for somebody younger like Plange? I don't hate it. Um, I There's always been this narrative of a bit of a, I wouldn't say sympathy, but almost like a bit of like a, oh, we need Gyro there. Oh, what about Gyro sort of thing? And it's, it's a bit weird. The, the whole situation is a bit peculiar. I'm not hating the idea of sacrificing players like Gyro or even a Tompkins or something like that, or even a Will Hughes right now, to be fair, in my frame of mind, a younger up-and-coming player. So I don't hate it. I don't know, or I don't recall Luke Plans ripping up trees for the reserves or being on loan, if I'm being honest, but that's part of the parcel of the new manager coming in. Right, he's only had three, four days to work with the team. Luke might be doing something in training that he is liking and he is seeing. Jairo may not. With that in mind, on on Monday against Everton, um, we didn't have anybody to come on for a striker. They were knackered against Everton. We weren't knackered today at the end, were we? I I know the players played their hearts up. We didn't seem as knackered at the end today as Hmm. we did against Everton. Whether Hmm. that's just... The, the whole psychology of confidence that makes you be able to play better. But did we play smarter, do you think? So that we weren't 100%, 100%. And I think, And I think this is what to expect from Glasnar. It wasn't high pressing for 90 minutes. We pressed them, but we pressed them at the right moments. We didn't, you know, press them for the entirety of the game. We wasn't like a high line. We we had a we had a nice mid block. We knew when to uh when to attack them. We knew exactly the triggers for the press. And I think that's a smart way to play. And that's what I heard about Glasner as well. You'll have phases of the game where the team will be pressing more than others. You'll have phases where we'll be sitting back. And that's that's what, you know, it's not it's not about just pressing for nine minutes. It's about being smart. And today we were smart. And I think that when you look at the clean sheet, and not just a clean sheet, this is the biggest thing about it, the performance. How many chances did Bernie really create in that game? That Two one shots. that was offside? That Two was shots on target. Exactly, none on target. And I think that is due to us pressing smartly and not also having to press for 90 minutes because we, we, we know that this squad is lacking the fitness. That it, it has been a problem. And today, I think we got spot on defensively. They, they couldn't break us down. And Burnley, in the previous game that we faced against them, I mean, I'll bring up the stats, but I'm 100% sure they had way more shots than, than today. Um, we had 16 like today. Yeah, I mean, we had 16 today. I mean, in fact, I'm going to find it now. I'm going to try to find the reverse fixture again. 16 with six on target. I can remember that. Um, mm. What do you make of Ward's role then? Because he seems to be loving it in that kind of third third centre-back because he can cover the wing. And although we did see Munoz track back a couple of times and make some excellent sliding tackles, and, and the same with Mitchell on the other side, I think it's given them such a lot more freedom and not be that... Cons- All right, they want to get back, but... They're not that concerned about getting back, so that's kind of taken one one pressure off of them, being able to to attack more. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, it's really made a difference. I did think though, uh, I think Patrick mentioned it in the WhatsApp chat that he might go to a four four two and play Mateta and Edward together. 
I think that's what Patrick wanted. Uh, yeah. But I don't know if he'll I don't know if we'll change it. It depends when everyone's fit, then we'll see. But just quickly, I just want to bring up because I've been talking about the reverse fixture, and just from the eye test, I'm saying this game was much better than the previous one. When we faced Burnley at 12 Mill, uh, they had 67.5% possession in comparison to our 32% possession today. Uh, of course, they had 10 men, so that will play a part. But Palace, in terms of possession stats, we had um, we had 56, had 44, so we had better possession. In the previous tie, Burnley had 17 shots, and we only had four at Turf Moor when we beat them 2-0. Today, yeah. Burnley had one off target, one block shot, and zero on target. Burnley had two shots today. From the 17 that they had at their ground to only two today. That's what I'm talking about when I talk about Yes, it was a nice win, but we've seen wins this season and the next game, it goes it goes to shit. But I'm not saying Tottenham, we're going to be Tottenham. I don't, I'm not saying it's going to be 100% great, but today the performance today was much better and the result and the, and the scoreline reflects the, the performance that we had on the pitch because today we were very, very solid defensively without the likes of Gehi or even Decore. I know we didn't, I don't know if Decore was out for the Burnley game in the, in the reverse, yeah. but just overall, it just seemed way more balanced. We look, we look like a balanced side that could, you know, attack as well as defend. But um, AJ, quickly, um, if you want to answer Nick's question about um, Joe Ward, do you see him as like a backup role centre half now? I think that right back days are over, and I've I've been thinking about that for a few seasons now because yeah, I don't think he's got the legs. But as a centre half, it looks okay. I've been I've been thinking about this for a while. I think we need to get out of the sentiment element, and you know what. He'll do for the rest of the season, depending on how we're working with the likes of fitness towards the players we've got now. Um, but I would rather come summer, we invest in maybe somebody we've never heard of, maybe like an Edwards or something like that, and then start progressing the team. Because if we are going to take the club to the next level, as a very important person in charge once said uh, not too long ago, we need to start thinking about that more than a club that the manager wants and it all falls down to what what he you know what Glasnar's vision of the team will be long long term the problem I've got with the players and funny enough Nick brought up is with the likes of Gyro Ward Alfro Schlupp in that equation there are a lot of our players in our team that just aren't up to Premier League par anymore um, and I'm going to be brutally honest I think Joe Ward does sit in that category he does deserve our respect he has been a brilliant servant for the club and he's done some amazing things for us, but eventually it is going to catch up on him. Um, but for the time being, if he did sort of eventually sort of phase himself out to a backup centre-back slash right-back role, that wouldn't bother me for now. But in the next year or so, we do need to start thinking about replacing a player like him, like Tompkins, and start thinking about what is the next level, what's the next generation. We lost O'Brien to Leon, for example, for what I would debate a pretty unfair amount of money. So I think Ward was brilliant today. I thought he was very, very good today, but I do not think he's a long-term solution for what we need and if we're serious about progressing. And on that subject, how happy are you going to be if you see Schlupp starting again or even Hughes starting again? Because the, the, the players we had on the pitch today, whether it's the, the new, they're trying to impress because it's a new manager they want to get in the starting lineup. What do you think Hughes and Schlupp would be like in a Glasner team? I don't, I, I, I don't think it's even a, it's it's not even a case of Glasner team. I've said it um, for a long time. I think Schlupp maybe still has a role in the Premier League, but he's not a star. 
He's not starting. He's coming off the bench. If you want energy for like 15, 20 minutes, he could probably give you that. But we've 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 mis- misused Jeffrey Schlupp. Will Hughes, similar. He's not a star. You can come off the bench and you can have it like share house three moments, but he's not a Premier League star. So it all depends, you know. But when you have everyone fit again, it's going to be interesting to see how the bench holds because, as we said, Jairo wasn't involved today. There were a lot of youngsters. We still got Eze to come back. We got Gehi um, to come back um, and Elise. So it's not only just that. When Elise comes back, what happens with Jordan Ayu? What happens with? I'm just laughing. Just laughing at everybody fit because no club ever has everybody fit at the moment. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, but um, it's, we're expecting it's, two it's, to come back relatively soon, anyways. But quickly, Nick, um, there's a question. Um, start France the next game. What do you make of his appearance coming off the bench? Um, assist, great assist to Jordan Ayu. Also won a penalty. Would you start him against Tottenham? Well, they'd have seen it, seen uh, seen what he did coming off the bench. And if he starts, that's that's another player for them to worry about. They're all managers are going to be sitting up looking at Munoz. I'm sure of it because he was excellent today. And I just think possibly because uh, although Edouard did have uh, a few mazy dribbles. He he didn't actually tear up trees either. Um, plus, as we spoke about Plange earlier, we need that. We need a we need a striker on the bench to come on if anybody gets injured or or you know if Mateta just gets knackered. Um, so yeah, I'd like to see it. I'd, it's interesting that Glasner said he likes to play the same at, away as he does at home. Yeah, so we won't have a different mentality. Um, or even a formation against um, Spurs, I don't think. Um, mm. Whether he starts France, so France has probably done enough to to earn a starting place, I think. I mean, that run into the box where he got brought down. Um, he was begging JP, wanting to take yeah. that penalty. You yeah. know, I, I'm surprised he didn't get on his knees. But did you see the way Jordan went up to him after? I don't know, might as well. Yeah. had a quiet word with him. And yeah. it was all, but Francis was all smiles, wasn't he? Mm, after, yeah. After Jordan had a word. Again, bringing the whole, and I might, this may not be a Glasner thing, but having 11 leaders on the pitch. Mm, yeah, 100%, 100%. Well, look, Nick, great having you on. Great talking Palace with you again. Of course, after a win, it's, it's much more, it's much more energetic and enjoyable. But look, let's hope we have many of, many more of these um, this season anyways. Um, but look, great having you on, Nick. Hope you catch up with you again soon. Cheers. Up the palace. Up the palace. Okay, we're going to go through some of the comments and afterwards we're going to wrap up, people. If you're enjoying it and if you haven't already done so, uh, if you can hit the like button, uh, that'd be much appreciated. Um, let's go. Uh, there's a question here from Animal. Gehi, Elise, Eze and Anderson. Who goes who stays? Preferably and realistically. It's hard to say right now, but I would have thought Anderson is more likely than Gay. I think we'll be more happy to sell Anderson than Gay here. Um, and Elise is going to be hard to keep as well, but it wouldn't surprise me if Eze somehow stay. I just don't see us selling all four of them. If we do, then we're going to have tons of money, but it's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, only time will tell. What about you, AJ? Are we actually sold that any of them will potentially go? It just seems that We've just well, released the previous regime. I was 100% sold. It depends with the things more positive right about now and an actual European pedigree manager at the helm. If he can convince those players to stay, then you know, you do sell him and move on from it. But Eze only just signed a deal in the summer, Elise only just signed a deal in the summer. Gay, eh, I don't know, he looks happier. 
Anderson, you know, I feel I like a lot of people are biting on the whole. Yeah. I think people are biting on the Newcastle interest that came about at the beginning of last season. And also the fact that he had those kind of uh, arguments or air quotes arguments with a couple of fans, but he's a very passionate, you know, tough guy. So I'm not even particularly guaranteed that they'll leave unless the manager specifically wants them to go. I think the only one in that equation that might worry me is Gay because of his contract situation. But there's a lot of football to be played between now and June, July, August, September time with these potential players made. It just seems that release clauses have become a massive thing in discussion. Release clauses have always been in contracts. And unless certain football clubs hit those required release clauses, then we're not selling them for normal seed money anyway. Yeah, I think with Elise, the the thing that could play in our part is um, a lot of narrative now is that he's injury prone. Um, where I don't believe that's the case. I, I think he's just been mismanaged um, and we've been rushing him. But maybe teams may reconsider based on the injuries that he's been picking up. But then again, let's see. Let, as you said, let's see. It might be terrible. We might go on an awful run or it might be brilliant and these players might want to stay on. Let's see where we are at the end of the season. It's still very early to tour right now. Uh, we're under a new manager uh, and new system as well and how some of these players may react. But look, um, thank to every single one of you uh, for watching. It's been great to talk about Palace. Uh, um, 3-0 win against Burnley. Of course, we've got Tottenham coming up. But before then, we'll have many more content out in the channel. Most likely, the player ratings will be dropping tomorrow, uh, where me and Patrick will be going in detail about some of these individual performances from today. But thanks to AJ and all the guests and everyone in the live comment section. Um, keep safe, people. We'll be back. If you, haven't, if you haven't already done so, like, subscribe. And until next time, up the palace. Up the palace, baby. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.